Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's been a while. We haven't seen the jester or the juice. So I have to say, but the jester is on location in Honduras. The juice is just a tired, whiny old man and just couldn't make it tonight. So let's start with our introductions. We got a busy show for you tonight. Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Yes, hello. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And as I've always said before, you can be at anywhere, listen to any fantasy football podcast, but you have chosen the premier, most comprehensive podcast there is, tssfantasy.com. And my name is Nick, you got Flandered. And if you're looking for any Christmas gifts, we have merchandise just for you. You can find us at podcast dash network.creator-spring.com. Bling, bling, indeed. And yes, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I do have the windows up incorrectly. No matter how many times I practice it, I still fuck it up. All right. Let's welcome into the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Welcome to the studio. Thank you, guys. Coming up on today's house call, I've got number one, a told you so to one of my co-hosts here tonight. And number two, going to talk about one of the luckiest men in football. Ooh, all right. I, I love it. I love it. All right, yeah, speaking of that, we do have a busy show tonight. I uh, just want to aforemention, please visit us at tssfantasy.com for all our latest rankings. I just put mine up, and Nick's got his done, so they should be up. We'll probably be waiting on the jester and, the, like I said, the old man, so... Might take a little bit for them, but you can check us out. We've got ours tonight ready to rumble. So if you're already wondering what to put in your lineup, me and Nick got you covered. Um, and as proud members of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, please visit Belly Up in all its podcasts. There's We have everything under the sun, and you can check us out every morning on Unhinged Radio at 8 a.m. So make us part of your morning commute. Now, we were just talking about it. 
So let's do it. Let's start with Dr. Miller's house call. Yeah. All right. Let's go. That was worth the wait. That was fire. <laughs> a couple of weeks, and I am really glad we waited. That was outstanding. Thank you. Actually, it I actually just did that myself because I was tired of waiting. <laughs> so let's All right, my friend. We got we'll start with the old man on today's list. And as I watched him get hit this weekend, that hit looked eerily similar to what we saw Tua Tagovailoa go down with a couple of years mm. ago. And I was pretty confident we were going to see some acetabular and or a posterior wall fracture. So real quick anatomy at the hip, we've got the ball, which is the head of the femur, the femur and the socket, which is the acetabulum of the innominate bone. When the ball is jammed into the socket, we end up with a fracture of the acetabulum. And I was expecting that. And so Ryan Fitzpatrick is incredibly fortunate that the MRI done on Monday revealed only that subluxation, partial dislocation, and not, in fact, any bony or acetabular damage. I was super encouraged to watch him get up and walk, walk off the field. So he's in good shape because it wasn't as significant as it could have been. Big butt for this, though. He's 38, turns 39 later this year. I'm concerned that the initial timeline of six to eight weeks is too ambitious. This may not only be season-ending, this may, in fact, be career-ending for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Very concerned about his ability to recover at 38-39. It's going to certainly take him longer than it took Tua, who admittedly have a more significant injury, but it's going to take him a lot longer than it did Tua at 22, 21 years old. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's, um, you know, when I saw that hit myself and I, you know, I think Nick uh, mentioned it that night that it was like, it's almost like it's time to put him out to pasture almost. Um, yeah, it didn't look good. And like you said, the age coupled with, you know, that type of injury and where it is um, certainly concerning to say the least. Um, all right, who else we got? Go He's a Sorry. tough dude, because if I'm going to dislocate my hip, I'm not walking off the field. So mad respect. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick for walking that off. It, I, I could not have done it in his shoes. Indeed, indeed. We all love Fitzy, that's for sure. All right, let's go to Denver with Jerry Judy. Um, unfortunately, it looks like he, he took a nasty ankle injury there. It looked pretty bad. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on him and what you found out about him? Actually, in my notes, I wrote nasty injury. This was just <laughs> brutal to watch. And I'm going to say at the start of this that Jerry Judy is the luckiest guy in the NFL today. Because watching the video, I was pretty confident we were looking at a fractured dislocation of the ankle, similar to what Alex Smith had a couple years ago and what Dak Prescott has last year. So the fact that it wasn't a fractured dislocation is truly extraordinary. The way his leg rolled up over his foot, the way his knee buckled, the fact that he's getting by with as little injury as he has and with what we're going to talk about is truly remarkable. So looks like all that we're dealing with is a high ankle sprain. And, and that's nothing small. But again, in comparison to what I was expecting, it's remarkable. When you look at the force to his knee that forced it inward, I was expecting a medial collateral or medial meniscal tear. Didn't have either of those. 
when you look at the force at his ankle, it's a remarkable he didn't have a medial ankle sprain as well. So what we're dealing with here anatomically is a sprain of the high ankle, which is the ligament, the syndesmosis, connecting the two lower leg bones. Now, it holds them nice and tight together. However, when it's sprained, we have an overstretch injury, the lower leg bones are allowed to separate excessively, which means every step he takes is going to be painful as the distal tibia and fibula separate. So what he's dealing with is that. have got a couple of options. If it's minor enough, rest, rehab, maybe four to six, six to eight weeks. Looking at the brutality or the nastiness, as you put it, of that hit, I think we're at the eight-week mark, maybe more, even though the initial reports, again, are coming back four to six weeks. Haven't heard whether he's going to be a surgical candidate. I'm going to cite Tua Tagovailoa, your quarterback, for the second time tonight. Tua's had that tightrope procedure to both ankles in the last couple of years. So uh, certainly Jerry Judy may be a candidate for that procedure, but I haven't heard anything yet on whether he's going to be a surgical candidate. As we look forward, if he has any remaining season in him, it's not going to be a good season. When you have that high ankle sprain, you're just not going to be the same player until the next year. If you look at Michael Thomas, CMC, Kamara, the seasons they had their high ankle sprain, they were a shell of themselves until the following season. So Judy is not going to be a big producer the remainder of this year. Um, Go ahead and put him on the IR, drop him. I just don't see him producing. It's going to take him time to be able to weight bear, run, jump, land, cut. And, and, you know, this is a good route runner. He needs to be able to run, jump, land, cut in order to be effective. So luckiest man that that's all that happened, but throw him off your fantasy team. Not a contributor this year. Oh, that's big news right there. A lot of Jerry Judy owners with a lot of high expectations for him this year. All right, let's go to someone that I personally had no high expectations on because this seems to happen quite frequently. I know I brought him up to you during the uh, percent to the benches that we had. Um, I know it wasn't a lot remarkable you found with him, but I had a feeling this was going to happen, and here he is, Raheem Mozart, right back um, to injury status. What you got on Raheem? Yeah, so a little bit cagey as far as exactly what's happening. The coach, he's got chipped cartilage in his name. Cartilage doesn't really chip, it tears. So in the event he's got a cartilaginous tear, we're looking at him being out about eight weeks, depending on how they manage this. There's a number of different surgical options they have. Pre-show, we were talking about stem cells, PRP. There's a couple of different injection options to help the cartilage promote new growth. That's a possibility. They may just do an arthroscopic surgery and shave out any of the torn cartilage. That's another possibility. Long-term, it's going to lead to early osteoarthritis in the knee. But if you're a team owner, you don't really care about his long-term outcomes, right? You want him to produce this season. So as far as procedures go, a quick arthroscope to the knee is going to be his fastest return to the field. But even then, um, six to eight weeks, uh, I'm expecting with him. All right, and uh, we're going to end the house call tonight on somebody that I have a bone to pick with, with you, sir, because you were very high on this guy all year, all before the, the bullish, the every out of all of them, OBJ, you were high on. So, and I, I had a I had a Sunday morning show. I don't, I don't know if you're aware, but I just decided off a whim to do a little Sunday morning show, um, you know, talk about players and and so I'm literally telling folks, hey, listen, we're not still sure about OBJ yet. So if you have somebody at 1 o'clock, play them. 
And then I literally go back and sit down and I'm watching pregame and I saw somewhere, some somewhere it said OBJ full go, no limitations. So then I insert him back in, and then lo and behold, later on during the day, I see the guy sitting on the sideline because I didn't bother to check anything else. So what do you got on OBJ? Is this guy going to play this week or what? Yeah, so real quick, the, the current news, he was originally listed as questionable and didn't feel ready in warm-up, so ended up, sitting up, ended up sitting out. If we go back and replay the tape, which I think we should go replay the tape from a couple of months ago, I said he was 20% of the bench. Quote, once he returns, his surgery was November 10th of 2020. So, and I said, there's video of him running on a treadmill. I actually said this twice. And that was from March. Mm -hmm. Awesome four-month recovery to be running on a treadmill. But running on a treadmill, untouched, unperturbated, is entirely different than running and being hit. So I said 20% of the bench once he returns, but I'm not so sure he's going to return for week one. So next show, if you'd pull up that tape so that we completely quote, instead of maybe pick and choose the quotes we want, (laughs) that'd be awesome. (laughs) That's show business. That's what we do in show business, right? (laughs) Well done, my friend. So, yeah, um, yeah, that guy just, like I said, I didn't know. And especially we had been talking about it so much. And Saquon was the guy that we were really not sure about. And when I saw him play, I thought, well, for sure, OBJ's playing. I don't think there's no doubt about it. So, anyway, that's on me. Um, You have anything else tonight before we close out the house call? No, this was a fun week. Really excited that the season started. And uh, hopefully we have nothing to talk about next week. Hopefully everybody stays in the field. But it looks like Nick's got something. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Dr. Miller. Sir. I thought you were going to say that the luckiest player in the NFL is uh, Russell Wilson. Didn't see much of them this weekend. What did, oh, I, did I, he escape something? No, I was referring to Sierra. Ah. Uh, and with that. Man, Kamish, must be hard trying to get us clowns to come together for the show. Yeah, especially keeping us motivated during the Jeffers snack breaks. It's almost like we need a counselor or someone to at least consult us because we don't know what we're doing. Luckily for us, we signed the best coach in the business, Vision Coach and Consulting. They have led the way for business professionals for over 20 years. Yeah, you know what? They offer business coaching, life coaching, and consultant services that can put you back on your track for your personal goals. You don't say, Nick. You know what? Check them out today at coachingandleading.org or on Facebook or Twitter at their handle, Coach Lead Win. Vision Coaching and Consulting, because every champion has a coach. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Well, I know who wasn't a champion last night and needed a coach was Lamar Jackson. What a football game last night. And admittedly, I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. Um, you know, I watched a lot of football weekend and, you know, I'm sitting here like, all right, let's see what the Monday night. I wasn't excited for it. I had already been beaten already with my, with my fantasy team. So I was a little already upset uh, with what was going on. So it's 14 nothing. I'm starting to head, Bob. You know what? Bump it. I don't need to see this. This is going to be a whooping, right? So then I wake up to my dad texting me, what was one of the greatest games I've ever seen? What? Of course, I miss it. So a great game, obviously, last night. Watched a little bit of the highlights. 235 yards for Lamar. I mean, it was almost a pedestrian night, but he did run a lot. That was something that, you know, the reason why I had him ranked number one was because of the rushing. Um, So he ended up with um, 86 yards on the ground. Sammy Watkins, I had talked about him um, on that morning show, talking about being a sleeper. Four catches for 96 yards. I mean, not not too shabby production for Sammy. Um, I mean, again, one of those situations where, you know, who are they throwing to there? We saw, you know, we saw, again, Marquise Brown show up. Um, you know, well, we know what what's up with him. It's kind of an up and down thing. Um, Derek Carr, wow, what a performance! Four hundred thirty five yards and two touchdowns. You know, Derek Carr. You know, he comes to play every now and again. He definitely came to play last night. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs, thirty four yards, two TDs, and again, Darren Waller, huge night. Ten receptions, one hundred five yards, and a touchdown. Really came came to play last night. Um, so, any takeaway from Monday night as we closed out Week One? Nick? Uh, I would just, well, a couple of things. Number one, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the fact that Lamar had to run so much tells me, number one, they don't really have much faith in their in their backfield at this point. Uh, I did see Latavius Murray did carry 10 for 28 and a touch, which was good, right? But also, it also tells me either A, Baltimore's receivers are not very good because they're not getting separation downfield, which we couldn't see off camera. Or B, Vegas's defense is much better than what we thought, at least yesterday. Um, and again, Derek Carr can play. He's just on the wrong team. He's really <laughs> just—he's just on the wrong. I'm sorry. You know, Gruden is great in the in the booth, but not so much on the sidelines anymore. I mean, the the game has passed him by. But I mean. For 435 yards, and I thought it was a it was a great game. And Darren Waller had 19 targets. What tight end gets 19 targets again? It tells me that they don't have any receivers either. So right. the only guy worth picking up on the receiving core for um, Las Vegas is Darren Waller. And Jacobs evidently he had a toe issue, so he can only carry the ball uh, 10 times, but he got two short yardage scores. So, I mean, they they did what they had to do to win the game. They it was sure an ugly win, but, they, but a win is a win is a win. A W is a W, as they say, indeed. And, yeah, um, again, 
Um, the Mark Andrews, I had him ranked number one because of this, the theory, what happened with Darren Waller. I just thought that they would just be throwing to basically Mark Andrews because who do they have to throw to in Baltimore? Well, again, the same theory applies to um, Las Vegas. There's really not much to throw to. We got rugs, um, a few other people, but, you know, other than that, it's Darren Waller's show apparently. So, um, again, you know, for those who drafted Waller, you certainly got, pay, you know, it's paid off last night. Um, and some people, some interesting uh, people to look out for to go going forward. All right, let's go on to our waiver wire additions. Everyone's putting in those waiver wire claims tonight. Um, I put up on our screen some guys that, um, you know, some people may have. I mean, I even saw Jameis Winston not being rostered in a lot of leagues. So I just threw that up there. I think that's kind of obvious. Don't need to really talk about that. I have a list of um, folks that, you know, I don't have a top five, so I'm just going to highlight the top five that I have. Um, you know, you can comment, um, Nick, off of, you know, who I have and if you have a top five as well. Um, so obviously, you know, Eddie Mitchell, the, you know, running back for the 49ers, obviously that's going to be the first number one guy. You always want to get the solid, um, you know, guy that's coming up. Trey Sermon might end up being that guy there, but we just don't know with the 49ers. And it's the main reason why I said in the beginning of the season not to draft them because this is what happens. And, you know, his offense, when Shanahan's offense, he just likes to feature a bunch of backs. So, Great for the 49ers, as I said, but it's not great for fantasy. So, you know, yeah, I would add him, but, you know, I wouldn't – if I was, you know, I had a number one claim and you're in that league that puts you back at the bottom, I'm not necessarily sure I would use it yet. I mean, this is not the guy that's going to take over the starting job, although a great day nonetheless when he did step in. Uh, my number two guy is Jamal Williams. So if he's not rostered he, on, in your league, you definitely need to roster him. I talked to him about him on Sunday. I've talked to him about him in the preseason. I talked about him being the guy that's going to take the majority of the carries because Dan Campbell is a hard-nosed guy and Jamal Williams is a hard-nosed running back, and it played out right from game one. Um, Swift still got his, his touches in there, but Jamal um, Williams definitely got his, and he, he looked great when he did it. Number three, I got is Christian Kirk. I also, if you've listened to us in the offseason, I've talked about Christian Kirk quite a few times, and he's in a great offense. So why would you not want to get maybe the number two guy and a very prolific offense? Um, Christian Kirk definitely is somebody to make a waiver claim for. Um, Tim Patrick, I know Nick talks about him quite frequently. Now with Jerry Judy being gone, as we talked to Dr. Miller about, and enter Tim Patrick. So I got him as number four. And number five, if he's not on your roster, I would definitely make a play for him, Mark Ingram. You know, he he's taken over that starting role in Houston, um, and he run, you know he's the guy when it comes to the goal line carry. So I would definitely roster Mark Ingram if he's not rostered already. Nick, you got some guys you like to highlight, or do you have a top five as well? All right. Well, you already got two of mine. I got Kirk and Mitchell. All right. You've already said Kirk and Mitchell, right? Uh, Zach Paschal, because now that uh, T.Y. is out, you also have he's also a once target. Uh, I guess maybe he's going to be the new safety blanket for um, Wentz, maybe, perhaps. And then one guy I believe I told you about, or – um, I think I mentioned to you uh, Jawan Johnson, the tight end from New Orleans. Uh, he was – he is Darren Waller 2.0. He used to be a wide receiver. Uh, I know of him because he was a Penn Stater, and then he went to Oregon. And then he was undrafted, and then now he's in New Orleans, now he's a tight end. 
He had 14 fantasy points last week. Uh, you can also throw in there Van Jefferson. And um, you can also throw in there, uh, it's a homer, but you can you can try and pick up Jalen Rager. Uh, Jalen mm. Rager might get, might get the underneath stuff. He had he had ten points last uh, last week. He had a touchdown. So the, uh, to add to your list, Jason, that's that's who I would pick up. Um, but I'd really target uh, running backs, uh, as, as you had mentioned before. That's that's what that's what you're stable and and it always comes down to the end of the year. I need a back. I need a back. I need so the more backs you can possibly get. I know it's a passing league now, but the running backs are such a hot commodity, and they're so scarce. And we talked about it earlier when during your draft after after pick eight, it was like slim pickings for a while. So if you can get it back, get it back and stash them. Yeah. Um, somebody you didn't mention, I thought that's where you're going as far as Homer is also uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Um, after oh, yeah. wa- watching that game, I was very interesting. I, mean, I didn't see uh, Scott at all. I was nowhere to be found. No. All I saw was Kenneth Gainwell, and in, and in crucial situations, he was in there. So I think they like this guy a lot, and I was really impressed. I, I made mention of it, actually, while watching the game. I said, that's somebody right off the jump uh, before he even scored. That was like, that might be somebody we need to target um, in fantasy. He looked pretty good, and they were looking to go to him. Go ahead, Nick. You know, in fact, um, as, as you know, and I previously mentioned, I follow the Eagles from time to time, and they're <laughs> – their training camp, and uh, it was reported that Nick Sirianni said that uh, Gainwell reminded him a lot of Jonathan Taylor last year. Mm. So if you like Jonathan Taylor and you got a guy kind of like Jonathan Taylor, you're going to use him like Jonathan Taylor. Sure. Now, well, we know everyone on this show seems to love Jonathan Taylor, apparently. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, I think at least maybe one one does anyway. All right, um, let's go on to Thursday night. Let's do a quick Thursday night preview because, um, you know, it comes up quick this NFL season, how crazy. Like when it comes like, oh, God, it's Thursday already, believe it or not. So we got the Giants at FT. I mean, this is a interesting, you know, old school matchup. Um, you know, but now with the injury to Fitzy, um, you got Tyler, you know, if I pronounce it, I can't even pronounce his name. I'm even going to try it. Every time I try to do it, I screw it up. Thank you, because I always say Heineken. I just maybe it's just used Same to, thing. yeah, Mister Heineken. Um, he actually <laughs> last year um, in three games, including that loss to uh, Tampa in the playoffs, um, five hundred and sixty-five yards, three TDs, and one interception. What that kind of smells to me is pedestrian. It's, it's kind of the feeling, you know, after you know th- at that many games. Um, did a decent job though when he came in. 122 yards and a touchdown, so not too bad uh, coming filling the role. And obviously he was uh, targeting McLaurin a lot uh, during that game. So, I mean, and why not? You're going to go to your number one guy. Um, so looking at this matchup overall, um, you know, I have Daniel Jones uh, this week ranked 28th um, because it's a bad matchup, and that line just is not looking that good, and neither is that offense. Um, I have Barkley 17th. Um, and I did put the Giants defense um, in at number 20, um, making my top 20 list only because of the, um, you know, replacement at quarterback. 
Um, you know, again, he does look efficient, but they look a little pedestrian as well. So that might be, you know, who knows, but it also could be turnover time too as well. Don't know. I have Gibson this week is my number 10 running back going against that Giants defense. Um, McLaurin at 21. He's still going to target a lot. So I still see him being a wide receiver to uh, play for you this week. Um, but, you know, per, you know, cautions, obviously, with the change at quarterback. I like Logan Thomas a lot more at number six to be that safety outlet for him. So I do think that he might have a decent day against that defense. Um, and speaking of defense, um, I have FT at number eight this week uh, going against uh, a line that just didn't look good and an offense that didn't look good. Um, Nick, your thoughts on Thursday night football? I, I'm i hoping Thursday night football is going to get back to that old 80s slobber knocker, ground and pound. Because, uh, number one, I don't trust Danny Dimes. I'm going to call him Danny Pennies because he's not very good. Uh, his best play ever was was when the one he ran 85 yards and then and then tripped over the tripped over the uh, 20 yard line. Um, the, I think the whole thing is going to come down to two things: Is Saquon healthy? Can he run the ball? And can Washington's defense stop him? Uh, I have about all the same rankings as you do, maybe a few little variable differences, but it's going to come down to. The offense runs through Saquon and can and can Saquon sustain it. Now Sterling Shepard, I don't have his exact stats on me, but last year, uh, not last year, uh, last season, I think last week, sorry, I think he had 132 yards. So he had a, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, he can catch the ball. Can Agalde needs to show up, but it's all going to depend on who controls the line. And at this point, I'm going to give the edge to Washington because Washington's defensive line is one of the best, if not the best, in the league. It's definitely best in the in the NFC East. All right, but uh, it's going to come down to defense and if the fact that uh, Saquon can run the ball. Uh, is he going to be a pitch count? He supposedly wasn't on a pitch count last week, but he only carried the ball ten yards. I mean, ten times rather. He only carried the ball ten times. So, again, it's going to be about game planning. They're on a short week, and usually the defense is better on a short week rather than the offense. Agreed. And the home team uh, also Mm -hmm. has the advantage as well. So, again, all in favor of FT going into Thursday night. Um, I like them big in this game. Um, And, like I said, I like to see the defense kind of take over. Um, You mentioned Sterling Shepard, and we will get to him in a second. Um, he is, he was a big surprise in week one, um, uh, which is, it's really ironic cause we had a friend, um, I had a friend of mine who drafted him early in a other, in another league of mine and man, did I give him some shit and boy, oh boy, how funny it was when I saw Sterling Shepard streak down the field. I said, Oh God, I'm never going to end of this one. Uh, here it comes. Uh, ironic. Isn't it funny how, how the fantasy world works? All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to start with a new segment. We'll be right back. Welcome to the island. Island Pepper Skincare Products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women because in the islands 
the pepper is always black. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The Peppa is always black indeed. All right. So I said we got a new segment, and we do. Let's start with the Snapchat. So in the stack shack, I just basically wanted to go over some of the leaders that we currently have right now after week one. Um, you know, it's this is overreaction Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it is. So everyone wants to overreact. And we want to. So I want to bring up who's actually the meat and potatoes, who's actually putting up the points um, and doing work for you and who's not. So after week one. All right. We're going to go to the top 10 quarterbacks are Kyler Murray. Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, mind you, at number three. Jameis Winston at number four. We talked about him. I mean, wow, great, great. He had a great game. You know, he's very efficient. Tom Brady at number five. Jalen Hurts at number six. Look at those rankings from last week. Exactly where I had him. Dak Prescott, number seven. Not where I had him. Uh, Number eight, Russell Wilson. Number nine, big surprise, Derek Carr. Um, so that was, like we said, we talked about the big night. And number 10, Matthew Stafford, you know, he came to play. Someone I didn't mention, I, I forgot to mention um, for the waiver wire as well, but came in at number 11. How about Tyrod Taylor, by the way? Oh, Great yes, game. how about Tyrod? I totally forgot. If you need a little bag of quarterback, definitely jump on that train if you need something. Um, so... Out of those, I'm going to give you those. I gave you those top 10, Nick, and you can tell me. Now, we're going to have, we have two little mixed new segments. So, out of those, out of the 10 out of the quarterbacks, let's do Nick's new segment as well Champ or Chump. So, you tell me who's Champ or Chump out of those. All right. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Just can you give me? Uh, tell you what. Give me. Give me your core, and then I'll tell you if it's a champ or a chump. Okay. Well, that's why I was giving you the top ten there. So out of out of I the top, memorize 10. all of them. So well, that, they're scrolling there at the bottom. But I'll. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I am a dumbass. I am not Ron Burgundy. So. Uh, <laughs> All right. My well, that's, champs, 
My I champs, feel, uh, I'll just go with Murray, obviously. Mahomes. And I will go, you know what? I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts, not too many people expected anything, myself included, out of out of Jalen Hurts. So those would be my top three quarterback champs this week. All right. Uh, as far as my chumps, I'm going to go number one. I hate to say it. I'm going to go with the bad man because he played really bad. Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Aaron Rodgers came in and did diddly squat last week. I think uh, he had maybe, if whatever league you were, you were playing, I think maybe he got you maybe six points at most. He was awful. So, so he is my quarterback chump of the week. The chump of the week. All right, I'm going to have to find some new uh... – New, new music and new uh, graphics for that one. I like that. The chump of the week. Yeah. All right, let's go on to running backs. Talk about the running back leaders. Ironically, I hope Ryan Krepp is listening. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I really do. I, I really hope you are because I'm about to give you some major credit. The safe pick, Joe Mixon, is the clubhouse leader for running backs with 21 points, uh, actually, overall. Uh, Nick Chubb, number two. Christian McCaffrey came in at number three. David Montgomery, number four, which, by the way, I like his matchup this week, too, so he's somebody to watch. Melvin Gordon came in. was a big surprise. Uh, big, had a big run at the end. I think that was pretty much why he came up as high as he did. Jamal Williams, talked about him a minute ago. And then right below him, DeAndre Swift. I mean, so good running back, good running game in Detroit. Um, against a vaunted Niners defense, by the way. Um, Elijah Mitchell, speaking of that same game, Niners and Lions, there was a lot of points to go around. Josh Jacobs, we talked about him being injured but still got in that end zone, so that's all you really need to do. Um, And Tyson Williams, he had that nice run um, early. Um, And like I said, I fell asleep, so I don't really know what else happened after that other than the stats that I read. Um, And then came in at 11, I just wanted to mention Alvin Kamara, and I try to tell you guys to watch out for him because of the running, the touchdown It production last year is why he's so high. If he doesn't get in the end zone, uh, might have problems with Jameis Winston thrown on the field. All right, so champs or chumps out of our top ten there, Nick? Oh, uh, first of all, I want to talk about two players in – actually three players in particular. Joe Mixon, big surprise. you got to give him a champ, okay? Uh, Nick Chubb, you always know what you're going to get out of him. Christian McCaffrey, pretty much out of him. Um I'm going to call Gordon a chump only for the reason of he got a hundred and some odd yards, but he got 70 of them on one carry. So, so he'd be my chump, but my big, my big champ of last week in the running back stable has got to be Elijah Mitchell because nobody ever heard of him. And then he comes out, busts out. I mean, granted he played Detroit, but still, I mean, gets 119 yards. Come on. So um, also my other chump, he was not mentioned. Uh, I hate to say it too, was Derrick Henry. He was my other oh. chump because I'll tell you what, he laid a big old flat tire for a lot of people against a surprising champ defense of the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to, he's going to be my second running back chump of the week. Oh man. Oh man. God, you just, man, just opened up a wound for me right there. Didn't mean oh, to, sir. Yeah. 
Yeah, number my number one overall guy. I mean, he had, and it was really game flow dictated that game. Arizona, and you know, I'll be honest with you, looking at this game this week, it might be the same. They're playing Seattle. I mean, I don't know. It might just be the same damn thing all over again. I'm really nervous about this week for Derrick Henry. All right, we'll get back to that later. All right, um, let's go now to receivers. All right. Let's look at this receiving list. All right, so Tyree Kill, our number one guy, number one lead of the clubhouse, twenty six points. Number two, Amari Cooper. Can't remember that. Can't forget that night he had. Uh, Debo Samuel, number three. Tyler Lockett in at number four. Corey Davis, number five. We have uh, Adam Thielen at number six. DeAndre Hopkins at number seven. Christian Kirk, mentioned him before. Go get him on your waiver wire. Um, at number eight, Antonio Brown. And I wanted to ask you about that later when we talk about our rankings. You don't even have Antonio Brown in your top 40 or 50, whatever I we had know. it. I was, I okay, good. I was looking I was looking it over like, where did Antonio Brown on next list? All right, I'm just making sure. All right. And at number 10, again, Sterling Shepard bringing this guy up. So, um, all right, let's talk about these guys. Champs or chumps for you out of that? All right. So uh, I'm going to go a sleeper champ. Got to be Debo Samuels. Got to be Debo Samuels. He's got to be in there in, in the champ. Uh, we oh, we, we've been battered on him, this guy, for the, for the season because of his age. Adam Thielen. you got to have Adam Thielen. And the ultimate champ this week has got to be another damn Arizona Cardinal with Christian Captain Kirk. I'm telling you what, he he showed up, he showed out, he did his thing. And uh, again, he has supplanted himself as the number two option behind D-Hop. Uh, we we kind of knew that uh, A.J. Green wasn't going to do anything be- because of his age. And Fitzgerald just said, like, dude, I'm out of here. So so he <laughs> he's not been coming back. He's I'm not feeling it. You know, he's, he's going to pull – um, you know, he's going to kind of pull. He went the other way with the Aaron Rodgers, you know. Um, 50-50, I'm going to play. I'm not, not going to play. He chose not to play. But I would say my champ, I mean, excuse me, my chump, rather, is I'm going to have to go with Keenan Allen, only because he didn't score. I needed him to score. Yeah, he got 100 yards. I needed him to score. That's nice. <laughs> That's not a nice. Per- it's not a personal podcast. This is like no. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, DJ Moore, who is who is as highly touted a hit as he was, he only got nine points. Uh, I mean, listen. Let me let me take over your segment. All right, sure. the chump, the chump of the week uh, is Devonta Adams. That's the chump of the week. Come in. He was in some leagues like they were taking him in the first round. You know, dependent. He he is the number sixty two receiver this week. That is most definitely the chump. Let's talk about other chumps. How about Calvin Ridley, 65 receiver? Like, all right, let's, we can keep going here with chumps. Well, um, because Cal- Calvin Ridley was up against that vaunted Philadelphia Eagles defense. So, hey, so you know listen, what? I'm going to give him a pass. Listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight with you. Um, you know, I was really, really shocked um, how well that defense played, but let's, this is not the Philly show. Um, let's some more, some more chumps for you. I had, I, I was ready for this segment, but I forgot. I, I slipped up earlier. Julio Jones. How about another chump? 78th receiver, 78th people, 78th. 
And here is a really good one for you, all right? Because I know some of you guys went in a high for this guy. Mike Evans, 86th receiver. 86th. I told you guys earlier in the morning about that receiving core. It is just like the San Francisco receiving core and their running back situation. You don't know who's going to be the guy. That's why I would caution you about drafting those guys. All right, let's move on to the tight ends. Let's go with the clubhouse leader is Gronk, number one tight end. He had 21 points. Travis Kelsey, um, number two, TJ Hawkinson, number three, number four, Darren Waller, number five, your boy, Jawan Johnson, number six, Godert, number seven, Logan Thomas, number eight, Chris Manhurts from the Jacksonville Jaguars, in case you didn't know where he was from, number nine, Gerald Everett, and number 10, George Kittle. Also making a almost the top 10, I believe you mentioned him on Sunday night, David Nojoku made a sighting. Mm. He came in at number 11. All right, so champs or chumps out of these these people, the, the tight end peoples. The tight end peoples. Okay, so I got champs, all right? I got George Kittle, all right? Uh, George Kittle, uh, and I also have Rob Gronkowski as one of my big champs of the week. Darren Waller, again, 19 targets, 10 receptions, touchdown. And my big tight end champ of the week, I'm going for it again, Juwan Johnson out of the New Orleans Saints. All right. So, again, uh, Juwan Johnson is going to be the big champ. Now, I got my chumps. Okay, let's see. I'm ready if you're missing. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I know you are, and I don't think you're going to disagree with me too much on these chumps. My first chump is going to be my sleeper, and believe me, he was in a coma, was Anthony Fersker. He got 1.9 points. (laughs) He was the 36th ranked tight end this week. Was he now? Yes. All right. Also, Mark Andrews did not show up last night at all. I don't know where he was. I don't know if he was still stuck on the plane. Uh, But he got a whopping two. The 34th ranked tight end that the commish had ranked number one overall. And my biggest disappointment this week, couldn't even score a whole point. Couldn't even get a score a whole point was Robert Tunyon. He got point eight. I don't know where he was ranked, but if he was last, he was ranked too high. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, Aaron, again, it all it all pinches on on Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers wants to go and play, he's going to play. If he doesn't want to play, put in Jordan Love. What else you got to lose? But well, yeah, so he got me a point eight, and everybody else out there, thank you, Aaron Rodgers. I blame you, sir. You. Yeah, um, I don't, you know, not to get on an Aaron Rodgers conversation, but if, uh, you know, I think that offseason chilling in the Hawaii, not hanging in with your team, getting that timing down might affect you a little bit, homeboy. So, all right, Mr. Mr. Chill Mode. All right, but one one guy you did not mention in your chump 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner is Kyle Pitts, 26 tight end this week. Uh, ended up with, uh, sorry, I didn't have a 3.1 points. I mean, for as high in the hype that you heard about this guy, not too good for Mr. Pitts. Yeah, I, he's a rookie, and they were and they were pinning on him, so I'm going to kind of give him a pass on that. The other ones are <laughs> This guy, he's getting everybody a pass because they played the Phillies defense. No, All right. it's not because they played the Phillies let, defense. It's because he was hounded the whole game. Let's go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our week two rankings that you can get here first because I know nobody released their rankings yet. We got them for you. Here we go. TSS Fantasy. As you know, I am a jokester. And one of the things I'm serious about is the health of my car. When my car is not working properly, I take it to the auto clinic in St. Cloud, Florida. Anytime my brakes or AC needs to be repaired or I just need general maintenance, I take it directly to the auto clinic where they take care of all my auto needs. They are a complete auto repair shop. If you need repairs done to your vehicle, the auto clinic is the place. It can be found at 1524 13th Street, St. Cloud, Florida, 34769. And you can call them at 407-892-8104 to schedule an appointment. You can trust the folks at Auto Clinic that you can trust I'm about to have another snack break. Since the jester's in Honduras, I'm wondering what snack he's having now. What's Honduras famous for? You got, like, anything? Well, going? it's in the Caribbean, so I'm going to go with platanos. Ah, ooh, all right. Might be some good platanos and tostones tonight, my brother. All right. The mango. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about our week two rankings. I'm, You know, we're going to really deep dive more into this on Friday when we talk about our, you know, the – you know, buy the games and stuff, but let's just take a quick, um, we'll take a quick look at the quarterbacks. Um, my top 10 this week, Aaron Rodgers versus Detroit. Um, I, we're just talking about him being a chump. Aaron Rodgers all, every time comes back strong. It's Monday night football and it's Detroit. He is going to be your number one guy this week. Kyler Murray, number two. You can't just, you can't dismiss to him. And I got Pat Mahomes, number three, even against that Ravens defense. Um, what I saw against a good Browns defense, it just looked like towards the end, they were just doing whatever they wanted. And, you know, they were just able to do anything against Cleveland. So it was pretty impressive. Um, Russell Wilson against Tennessee, still solid, always that guy. Uh, Tom Brady, I got him up high this week because he's playing Atlanta. You know, they're not a very good defense and they're still at home. Um, I like Josh Allen to bounce back this week against Miami. I hate to say it, but, you know, he gives us fits. Gave us a fit last year, same situation, week two. I was there. I remember screaming, have some fucking pride to our defense. 
And it was funny because the stadium was so empty. Literally, the people could hear me because they looked back up at me. And I'm like, <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan Tannehill, number seven at Seattle. I just think that that might be a, one of those fantasy bonanza games. Um, Jameis Whitson at Carolina. You can't argue with what he did last week. Uh, Justin Herbert versus Dallas. We know that secondary and that defense isn't good. And Justin Herbert played pretty decent last week against a good Washington defense. Um, and Matt Stafford, um, you know, he made my top 10. It was between him and Dak. But, uh, you know, I put Stafford in because it was just impressive the way he played. And the Colts D just didn't look all that great to me. I wasn't impressed. Um, so in the top 10, do you have anyone different or you want to highlight anyone in there? Okay. So let me, all right, so let me highlight uh, some of yours. Uh, mine is a little different. Uh, I, I don't have Aaron Rodgers num- number one this week, but only because, uh, I think I have another quarterback that's, that's poised to have a, a better night, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, will, he should, if he wants to get his mind right, he wants to take that ass whooping that he just got last week. Uh, and he wants to come back. Correct. Detroit is, is a prime team to do it against, but again, I think uh, Detroit's going to give him a much harder game than what everyone suspects because of what they did last week with uh, San Francisco. And Dan Campbell, he's a, he's a, he's a non-nonsense coach. So, again, uh, he said his press conference, he's going to be biting people's ankles off. So, again, I think he's going to – this is going to – I believe this is going to be a springboard for them. So, I don't think it's going to be as good as um, what everyone thinks. Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray is going to be Kyler Murray. Pat Mahomes, they have a tough defense going against Baltimore, but again, you're not you're not going to shut the kid down. Um, and I do like where you have Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford showed up a lot last night. He's he's poised. Uh, a lot of people think a lot of, a lot of the experts on TV because we're not on TV yet. Uh, they think he's going to lead them to the Super Bowl this year. All right. Uh, so let's go to mine. Tannehill, uh, I don't really necessarily agree with him at seven. Um, it might be a fantasy bonanza, but uh, I'm not just sold on that yet. My guy I have at number one is Tom Brady because uh, of what he did to the Dallas defense on uh, opening night, and plus that he's playing Atlanta, and they are home in Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers I have number two, Murray at three, Russell at four, four Mahomes at five and yeah I think I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here Cooper and you're gonna laugh at me all night I'm, I got Jalen Hurts at six against mm-hmm. San Francisco because San Francisco both their two corners are out this week so uh and we're home I got Lamar Jackson at seven Herbert at eight against against that um Swiss cheese defense of of Dallas I got Dak Prescott and at nine, and I got Josh Allen at 10. I really respect the Miami defense. I really like Xavier uh, Howard. So that's my top 10. All right, let's go to the running backs. We'll just briefly go through the top 10. I got number one this week, Nick Chubb. That might surprise you, but they are playing the Texans, and he was great last week. So he'll be my number one back this week. I like Alvin Kamara at number two at Carolina, actually. You know, I have been kind of down on him this week, but I like to see him uh, bounce back this week against Carolina. Zeke Elliott um, against the Chargers. I got uh, number three, CMC against the Saints at number four. 
Aaron Jones against Detroit. Again, it's Detroit. I think that he's, I think overall the Packers offense can have a good night. Dalvin Cook at number six against Arizona. Although, with caution, that could be a Derrick Henry type style game that happened last week. You never know. Might take him out of it. I do have Derrick Henry at number seven at Seattle. I'm also afraid of both of them there, but they're both great running backs, and I couldn't get him out of my top ten. Um, Najee Harris I have at number eight. I like how much he was involved in that offense going against the Raiders defense. I like that a lot. Austin Eckler at number nine, somebody I'm not high on, but against Dallas's defense. And Antonio Gibson uh, rounding us out top ten because of the Giants' D. What you got, Nick? All right, so I have everybody that you have, just in a little different order, but I do not have Najee Harris in my top 10. He disappointed me last week. I have him at, at 11. So uh, we'll start back at the top. So I got CMC, number one, Dalvin Cook, number two, Aaron Jones, number three, Kamara at four, Chubb at five, Eckler at six because of his receiving out of the backfield, and then Dallas is Dallas. Uh, Elliot. He's starting to get my respect back, um, which he doesn't care about, uh, at seven. And then Henry at eight. And I got to give it to him. Um, Antonio Gibson at nine. And I and I got to give the respect to Joe Mixon. I have him at number 10. He showed up. So as long as he shows up, I'm going to give him his props. I mean, he did a great job. I um, Just real one note. Do you know how many targets Austin Eckler had last week? No, but I'm sure you do. Zero, just to let you know. Zero. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was kind of crazy. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it, because I, I was thinking the same as you. All right, let's go on. I did. All right, let's go on to the receivers. Let's go to the top ten. Again, we talked about him being a chump. It's the same narrative for me. Devonta Adams, number one receiver this week against Detroit. I got the same narrative, obviously, going on. DeAndre Hopkins, number two against uh, Minnesota. Keenan Allen against Dallas. I like him at number three. Chris Godwin, number four, against Atlanta. I like Tyreek Hill against uh, Baltimore at number five. DK Metcalf, number six. Um, Justin Jefferson at Arizona at seven. Still got him high up there. Then he's bouncing back. A.J. Brown, I like him to bounce back. We talked about Tannehill. I like that game in general against Arizona. Stephon Diggs, it makes nine against Miami. Like I said, I think Josh Allen and them will definitely bounce back this week against us, sadly. And I'd like to see, or excuse me, I would – I'm guessing Calvin Ridley is also going to bounce back number 10 for me against Tampa. What do you got for your top 10, Nick? Similar, similar than you. I got, I got Adams number one Hill at second. Cause Tyreek Hill is going to do be Tyreek Hill. Uh, I got DK Metcalf, uh, Tennessee, number three, D hop four, Keenan Allen five against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Jefferson at six. I think he's going to bounce back, have a better game. Diggs is going to be Diggs, man. Diggs is going to dig it all game long. Got him at seven. Ridley at eight. A.J. Brown at Seattle at nine. And I dropped Chris Godwin. I dropped him to number 10 against Hotlanta. Okay. All right, let's get pretty similar, to say the least. So, I mean, I think we're pretty close on uh, the top 10, at least for next week. Let's go to the top 10 for tight ends. Um, I got my number one this week, George Kittle at Philly, um, Travis Kelsey at Baltimore, Hawkinson at Green Bay, Mark Andrews versus KC, Darren Waller at Pittsburgh, number six, Logan Thomas versus the Giants, Robert Tunyon, I like to bounce back against the uh, Detroit Lions, again, same narrative, Noah Fant against the Jacksonville Jaguars at eight, 
Gronkowski versus Atlanta at nine, and Kyle Pitts to bounce back at ten against Tampa. What you got for your top ten, Nick? Uh, usual suspects, uh, just a little different order. Uh, Kittle one, Hawkinson two. I think he's going to be a focal point against Green Bay. Kelsey at three. I move Gronk up to four because of Atlanta's defense, uh, which is none. Uh, Mark Andrews at KC. Waller, uh, their only receiving option at Pittsburgh. Logan Thomas versus the New York Giants. I kept Tunyon in there. I think they're going to have a bounce back game. I kept him in there at eight. Fant uh, at nine playing um, the uh, Jacksonville Kitty Cats. And then I got Kyle Pitts. I moved him down to 10. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Now we're going to dive more, like I said, into our rankings on Friday. So make sure you check us out there and go to tssfantasy.com. You can check out our rankings. Everything will be up tomorrow, or you can go there now to check it out. Um, And again, compare it up. We're throwing them out there early. So that way you can look at ours early. um, Then you can compare it to the rest as you go. Um, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Ooh, that smells so good. What'd you guys get? I got the Rasta pasta. It's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, real spicy, finger-licking good, check out Irie Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, Albany, New York. Remember, that's where the licking is good. That's where the licking is good indeed. All right, so folks, I just want to close out tonight's show with a quick Commissioner's Corner. I'm going to have to get some theme music for this, but just really quickly, I wanted to... Um, let you guys know that even the commission himself, even the commission, I got seven leagues I'm in. I started out 0-7. I did not win one game. Not one. The commission himself can make mistakes too. Guess what? You see me panic? No. It's time to chill. Relax. Everything's fine. It's one game. Whole season to go. Plenty of opportunities to make up ground, and especially during the bye weeks, that's when you really start making your money. So if anyone lost first game, don't fret. You didn't go 0-7. You're good. All right, guys, we're going to close this out. We are the fantasy show of the people, and we do appreciate you. Don't forget to check out tssfantasy.com for all the fun or go to Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. You can check out our merchandise and all the other sports podcasts in our network. Don't forget also to check us out on rate uh, Unhinged Radio. I was going to say Radio Unhinged every morning at 8 a.m. and make us part of your morning commute. We appreciate you and we are out. Do, do, do. We're on a mission, on a mission, We're on a mission, on a mission, We're on a mission, on a mission, on 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.